re-election he is still the king and his kingdom still reigns and his kingdom will take over his kingdom is increasing therefore his hope his joy his peace is increasing and not only does he want that to increase and will it increase through his holy spirit but he wants it to increase and flow through his people Folks, we can no longer be used to being and doing church as normal. It's time for us to be the church. And it's time for us to be and do what God's called us to do, and that's to dispense hope into our situations and dispense hope into the situations of people around us. Hope and healing and faith and encouragement. We have to stop allowing the circumstances and the climate of our community, the climate of our nation, dictate and determine our destiny. See, too many of us are seeing what's going on in the nation and we allow that to determine the direction I'm going to go. We allow that to determine the, how I'm going to feel today, the emotions that I'm going to allow to overcome me today. And we're using the wrong thermostat. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I want to read, a, I'm going to read a, some passages from the scriptures the Lord's put on my heart. I don't feel like I need to say something about the current election. I feel compelled to say something about the current election. My concern is not what's going on in the nation as much as my concern is about what's going on in the church. Because it seems as though as the, as the nation is, the church has become. The nation is full of fear and divisiveness and uncertainty and anger and resentment and unforgiveness and all these different emotions and all these different realities of our soul. That's what the world is experiencing right now. That's the world's reality right now. And unfortunately, it has become the reality of many of us in the church. You may go ahead and be seated. But because of who Jesus is and what he's done and because of his Holy Spirit in you, that reality does not have to and it should not be our reality. Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse 17, it says, Now as I read this passage, I want you to, to see this in context of what's going on right now. It says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. 
Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitude. Let the Spirit, His Holy Spirit, renew your thoughts and your attitude. Your thoughts and your attitude. Put on the new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Are you hearing me this morning, church? It says, don't use foul or abusive language. Even on Facebook. Let everything you say be good and helpful. Let everything you say be good and helpful. Everything you say be good and helpful. So that your words may be an encouragement to those who hear them. Everything we say and do. The words we use, the words we type on social media or whatever should be encouraging words, should be bringing hope and encouragement to those who hear our words or read our words. If that's not what you're doing, then you are outside of the will of God, period. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own. You belong to him. You are his. His DNA resides within you. Remember, he has identified you as his own. Guarantee that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of, therefore, because that is the truth, because we belong to him and he's inside of us, Therefore, this is what our reality should be. Get rid of all bitterness, all rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, so we're to put down and get rid of those things, put off those things, and here's what we're to put on. Instead, be kind to each other, even those who voted differently from you. particularly those who voted differently from you. You know, I'm hearing, I heard from a sister the other day. Now, I've intentionally have not been paying attention to Facebook because that does not encourage me. And many of my friends on Facebook are Christians, probably about 95% of them. And what I see on there is not encouraging. It is not encourage me about the kingdom and it's not encourage me about what's going on but it's very discouraging so I've chosen to put it off I've chosen to ignore it right now instead be kind to each other tender-hearted forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you see I've been forgiven a lot but I'm not going to forgive the person who voted differently from me. Verse 
That has become the reality of a lot of us Christians in this nation on this day, ever since last Tuesday. A sister was telling me the other day that on Facebook she was saying that friends are saying, if you voted for Trump, please unfriend me. We no longer have anything in common. You know what? It's expected. And it's really okay for the world to act that way. How else are they supposed to act? When you're full of hopelessness, when you don't have the king of hope and the king of peace inside of you, you're going to be full of hopelessness. And so you're going to react a certain way. That's just life. But when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you who is full of hope, full of joy, full of peace, full of love, and he resides inside of you, acting that way is contrary to him. So you're acting hypocritically. I believe. I want to I wanna look around you for a second. Have you noticed the sanctuary is not full of only white people? Or only black people? Do you realize that Sunday morning in the nation of America is the most segregated day of the week? Seriously, it is the most segregated, segregated day of the week. Because see, on Monday through Saturday, we all work together, we play together, we hang out together. But then when, we come, when it comes to worshiping, we all go to our separate corners. Obviously, it's not that way here. But let me say this. If we were to start talking about how you voted, this place would be torn apart. And the reason why I say that, first of all, I know that we didn't all vote the same. Now, some of us can think, well, you're a Christian, so definitely you voted the way I did. And so we all think that way. And it's not the case. But the reason why I say this place would be torn apart if we started talking about politics and everything because of the attitude that's out there has crept in here. We've allowed that CNN and Fox and all the whatever NNNs and all that, we've allowed that to influence and to grab a hold of our souls. And we allow that to determine and dictate how I'm going to believe and how I'm going to respond, how I'm going to hate, how I'm going to protest. Instead of looking and hearing what Jesus is saying and responding accordingly. I am more hopeful today than I've ever been in my entire life. And you might be saying, well, that's because the person you voted for. That is not the case. Back in September, I started making a declaration that the Lord put on my heart. The declaration was, my hope, my faith is not in anyone elected into the White House. But my hope and my faith is in King Jesus and his kingdom. That is my daily declaration, and therefore my soul has positioned itself so it doesn't matter who's in the White House. King Jesus is still on the throne. And he's the one that determines the way I'm going to move, I'm going to walk, and I'm going to act. And he's the one that's going to determine my attitude. I'm either going to line up with him or I'm going to go against him. So regardless if it's the man or if it's the woman in the White House, that doesn't matter to me. Because he's still on the throne. 
And that's the only reason. If I was concerned about that, then I would be extremely concerned. And that's where our hope needs to lie. In Jesus, in his kingdom. And see how we believe, as far as the word influencing us, needs to influence how we walk when we leave here. See, it's one thing to raise our hands and worship on Sunday morning, and it it is wonderful. I love what the Lord is doing in this place. I love our times of worship. It's one of my favorite times of the week, to come and be with you and get to worship. But if this on Sunday morning is not influencing how I'm living the rest of the week, then I'm just wasting my time. This should influence out there. He is influencing my heart and my soul. Therefore, I have peace, I'm encouraged, and I'm hopeful for this nation. The solution is not going to come, the solution for this country is not going to come out of our soulish reaction. And see, that's what's happening. People are reacting, people are hurt, people are offended, and therefore they're reacting. And out of the reacting, out of the reaction, they're expecting a solution. But no godly solution is going to come out of my reaction. It, that's why it ends up being so divisive. I mean, for example, if I said right now, black lives matter. Some of you would say amen and some of you would be offended just like that. Just like that from that statement. But if I said all lives matter. Hold on. You just proved my point. From that very statement, all lives matter. Some of you are excited and some of you are offended. It's like, but what are you talking about? It's because those, that, those things have come out of a soulish reaction and not a kingdom and a heavenly perspective. People are afraid. There are things that's going on in this nation. If you say there's no racism, you're not paying attention. There is all kinds of stuff going on, but the, re, the, the solution is not going to come out of our soulish reactions and our offenses and our anger and our bitterness. And that's what we're trying to do. So you have hurt people who have been abused or, or experienced some, some negative things. They're reacting. And out of that react, acting, I believe they're expecting a solution. But then the people they're reacting to are reacting back to them. And so you can see how there's no solution out of that. The only solution will come from heaven, the kingdom of heaven, and God's influence through his people. Right now, the world is experiencing fear. They're reacting in fear. People are afraid because of who is elected. And if the other person would have been elected, people would have still been afraid of who's elected. People are afraid. The Bible says fear has torment. And our nation's in a lot of torment right now. But perfect love cast out fear. And the perfect love is inside of you and me. Therefore, if perfect love cast out fear, then we shouldn't have any fear inside of us. And we shouldn't be reacting in fear. I believe we are in our finest hour as a church. We have the opportunity to be in our finest hour. And have the most influence. I believe the Lord told me this a few months ago. 
Those who love well will have the greatest influence. We don't love people so we can influence them. But if I love people, I will have be, I'll be given the opportunity to influence them because they'll want to be influenced by me because I love them. So if the church is walking in love, then people are going to say, I need to hear from you. You seem to be walking with hope. You're not walking in all this chaos like I am. I need to hear from you. But if we're walking in the chaos, then how do we expect to be a part of the solution? It's not going to happen. Ask me if I'm passionate about this. I'm concerned for the one I love the most, which is the church. And at the same time, I believe we can walk in our finest hour. But here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do from the scriptures. 1 Timothy 2. It says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Everybody say all people. Ask God to help them, not kill them, not assassinate them. Intercede on their behalf. Everybody say intercede. Now check this one out. And give thanks for them. Ooh, faith level just went down. Pray this way for... Now listen, all that was just said, he says, pray this way for kings and all who are in authority. Wow. I wonder if that includes presidents. Probably not. And here's why. So that we can live peaceable and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. So that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by goodness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. See, his agenda is for all those in authority to be saved and come to the truth. His agenda is for us to live in peace. So who do you think wants peace between races more than he does? But he has a different way of of accomplishing that. We need to pray. So your commission, your challenge is to pray for those who are in authority, particularly presidents, vice presidents, whoever, regardless of who's in the White House. So here's my challenge to you. You're going to either respond to what the Lord is saying or you're going to continue to react the way the world is encouraging us to react. You're going to continue to be part of the of the chaos and the fear, or are you going to decide to be part of the solution? Part of, being part of the solution is lining yourself with Jesus. We're singing earlier about giving our whole heart to him. That includes elections, by the way. That, include, that includes our political beliefs. That includes our, our social, the things, excuse me, that are going on. And I firmly, wholeheartedly believe Jesus has a solution for what's going on. His hope is you. But he expects us to respond a certain way. So here's my challenge to you, to make this commitment. And if you need to turn off, actually, I encourage you to turn off Fox News, CNN, and all the other NNNs. If you need to take a break for a month or two from Facebook and all that kind of stuff, I charge you and I challenge you to do that for this reason. To get your hope back in the word and his kingdom. To allow the Holy Spirit to influence you. 
And as we allow him to influence us, then we can go and influence people and bring hope and encouragement and peace. So I believe this church, I love this church. I love looking out and seeing all these different colors. And I believe we have a mandate to be an example, to be an example in this community. Quit worrying about being right and proving the other person wrong. And let's start loving people. And as we're listening to him, I believe he's going to give us solutions. He will tell us how to respond in certain situations. He will tell us what to say and what to do. And your influence will begin to make a difference. So here's my charge to you. And I'm going to ask you to stand up and respond. And, and you standing saying, this is what I'm committing to. I'm not going to ask anybody to close their eyes either. And I'm going to tell everybody to look around. Because here's the challenge, the commission. To commit to praying for your leaders. To commit to allowing heaven's influence to be your influence instead of the world. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Obviously, that's talking about the word. So if you're saying, you know what, I'm going to be intentional and quit bad-mouthing whoever's in office, quit bad-mouthing the leaders, and I'm going to begin to pray for them, then I'm going to ask you to stand. So just put your hand on your heart. You're being sworn into office. I just want you to pray this after me in your heart. Father, you're so good and we love you and we choose to submit to your kingdom. We choose to be governed by your laws, your influence, your heart, your voice, your word. By your grace and your strength that you're going to offer me, I'm going to choose to tune out and turn down the influence of the world. I know we can't escape it totally, but I'm going to, in the ways, Father, that you show me, I'm going to begin to turn those influences down and increase the volume of your voice. And I make a commitment, Father, to pray for those in leadership. I make a commitment to let my speech towards them be that which would please you and not dishonor you. And, Father, I choose to allow your love to grow, continue to grow inside of me so it can flow outside of me to those around me. In Jesus' name, amen.